Today's episode of Distorted View Daily is brought to you by AdamandEve.com, the sex toy superstore with that old-timey mom-and-pop store charm. Look, your local erotic boutique is fine. They've got some movies, some generic toys. It works when you're in a pinch and you just need something in your butt right away, and you don't mind paying a little more. But if you want access to over 20,000 adult items at an amazing price, check out AdamandEve.com. Here's an example. Just about every corner store sex shop sells nipple clamps. But only AdamandEve.com has the exclusive Chain Me Up kink clamps, including two nipple clamps and a click clamp, all connected together. Just tug on that O-ring in the middle and yank all of her bits around. Innovative, forward-thinking, that's AdamandEve.com. For a limited time, just for Distorted View listeners, get 50% off just about any item when you use promo code FREAK at checkout. That's F-R-E-A-K. Half off any one item is an amazing deal on its own, but we're just getting started, baby. Use promo code FREAK and you'll also receive a sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy, plus six free spicy movies and free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts when you use promo code FREAK F-R-E-A-K at adamandeve.com Freaks, it's Friday, August 13th, 2021. Coming up on the program today, when the voices in your head tell you your children are serpent monsters. Plus, super gluing your dick hole shut, a Titanic serving of tit juice, and which gay utard is tired of all the snatch he's getting offered on Facebook. Find out today. No more fear. Black Friday's here. So hot yet so cool. Foxy, black and bad. It's time to get it all. Yeah! Sucker. Black Hell breaks loose. Are you ready for the Black Street Fighter? The Black Street Fighter. He's a fighter for hire, and he's paid to take on all comers. Today, he's going right to the top. He's taking on the system. The Black Street Fighter. He's all white hot fury. He's all stone cold nerve. He's all big black fists. He's 60,000 volts of black power. The Black Street Fighter. Rated R. Under 17, not admitted without parent. The Black Street Fighter. He's bad. It's the Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. Ma'am, step back. Step back. At least I'm not going to die because I'm a careless fairy. (laughs) I'm a sucker for other people's pain. Are you on the internet? Isn't that for techno geeks with spreadsheets? It's just a fun thing. Hey, Freaks. Tim back here with you one more time as we end the week with Friday's show. Got a great program for you. Uh, I have a little bit of extra free time today because I've been banned off of Facebook for 24 hours. That's right. I'm in Facebook jail. I don't even think I should be. The previous times uh, that I've had a timeout, thanks to Zuck, I could sort of understand where they were coming from. Like that time I showed blurry footage of a retard humping a mailbox. And even though there wasn't a dick exposed, it was still 
mentally handicapped person with his pants around his ankle trying to jam something into a slot. He couldn't make out anything except for what he was saying. I got a first class delivery, first class delivery. You know, still, it was in poor taste. I get it. Although y'all are a bunch of pussies for reporting me. This time, I was simply, there's no pictures involved. I was just replying to an idiot. Pointing out she was an idiot. I'm not going to go into the whole thing of what she was talking about, but it had to do with masks and vaccines. All I said was, you're dumb. Stop trying to think. You're not good at it. That's it. No swear words, nothing. They consider that bullying and harassment. I call that having a conversation. I wasn't stalking her or anything. I just, I, I, I replied to the proper thread. Apparently, there is now a uh, new no meanness clause in Facebook's rules. Everyone has to be nice and say pleasant things, even to morons. I wasn't threatening her or anything, you know? I was just stating my personal truth. She's a fuckwit. Anyway, I appealed Facebook's decision and they said, oh no, what you did was very bad. It's a Facebook felony to call someone dumb. I was almost sentenced to execution. Anyway, I posted a screenshot of what I said on Twitter. Because, man, I am just, I'm, I'm so close to just deleting Facebook at this point because I, I just don't feel welcome there. And it's only a matter of time before I'm kicked off anyway. If I can't call someone dumb, what's the point of even hanging around? I'm not looking to go crazy on social media. I just need some platform that's a little less restrictive. Twitter's good. I think TikTok is pretty quick to ban people, too. Anyway, uh, who replied to my tweet but uh, Bobenstein? He also got kicked off of Twitter for 24 hours. His comment was a little more extreme than mine. Extreme! Die in a fire, you worthless cunt. Well, he certainly gets his point across, that's for sure. I have a 24-hour ban. Bobenstein's ban is up, I think, in 2037. You won't be hearing from Bob for a while. Uh, honestly, again, I, I don't really care because I don't use Facebook that much. But I will tell you, it's comforting to know that other people dislike Facebook as much as me, including one of our favorite Utards. Hey, what's up, bitches on YouTube? This is me, Devin. And I have to say, I am so fucking fed up with Facebook. Amen, sister. Right now, it's so fucking retarded. Yes. Like, totally... I'm so sick of dumb fucking whores adding me on fucking Facebook. My Facebook account says I'm gay, which means I do not like fucking pussy or boobs. I like cock. And yeah, so those dumb fucking whores who keep adding me on fucking Facebook can fuck right off. And then they are also trying to follow me on Twitter. Like, fuck off. I don't want to look at your fucking sna snatch. I love that Devin thinks women who follow him obviously want to fuck him. Why else would they add him as a friend on Facebook? Couldn't possibly be that uh, it's because every word that comes out of your mouth is hilarious in a very dumb, stupid, is there something wrong with him kind of way. Dumb little skanks. Like, totally, they're just dumb little fucking skanks. He's right about that. And anyway... Oh, he did the thing with his teeth again. Ah, oh, that drives me... De Devin, you gotta stop that. You're gonna grind your teeth into little nubs. Little fucking skanks. Oh. And anyway... That's what I have to say about that. Yeah. That's just fucked. 
I'm right there with you, though. Some fucking bitches adding me and trying to follow me. So fucking dumb. And sending me links to the website. So fucked. Bye, bitches. And it's not just Devin who has a beef with Facebook. Remember Burping Girl? She's the trans woman who's in a relationship with another trans woman and also a guy. If that doesn't ring a bell, she's the trans woman who has tranny baby fever. That really gave me tranny baby fever. Now, I'm guessing she got kicked off of Facebook for showing off her gunt or something. She seems like, you know, she would be posting really nasty stuff. Hey, everyone, it's your favorite. <laughs> She's in burping girl mode today. Ugh, burping girl Andrea. My TikTok, my Instagram have been banned because of the fucking haters. I guess I'm just too sexy to be here on regular social media. Well, that's one theory. So I was forced to do OnlyFans. She's eating a pickle while she burps here. Mm. Oh, for seven sixty-nine, you could subscribe to my sexy belly, and my sexy burps, and my nasty farts. If you wonder what a uh, burping girl looks like, I will make her the chapter artwork right now. It's uh, quite a vision. She's got her stomach hanging out, grasping onto a pickle. These are the people getting banned from social media. People like her and me. They're the real victims here. All right, uh, let's move on. I've got a short clip here from a news documentary. It's about a children's summer camp. I never went to one of these things growing up, but I've seen it portrayed on television and in movies, and I've heard about it. You know, you camp for a few weeks, uh, you meet other kids, you play, you do water sports. Not those kind of water sports. Get your mind out of the gutter. But, you know, you go swimming do activities, maybe put on a little talent show at the end of the summer. There's a new summer camp out there that sounds significantly less fun, especially if you're white. It's an anti-racist camp, and the very first day you're there, you learn how much privilege you really have. And then, you know, it just it goes downhill from there. If you primarily studied the culture of your ancestors in elementary school, take a step forward. Obviously, the white kids took a step forward. People of color just stood in place. If your ancestors were forced to come to the United States, not by choice, take a step backwards. There the black people go. So this is uh, what they call the a privilege line. And they ask a series of questions about how you may numbers. be privileged in life. And if you can see towards the front, it's mostly white male. The back, the statements that we have it's mostly read black women. If you do not have to think about race and racism every day, take a step forward. Any town, any town, where we found our common ground. This is Any Town Leadership Camp. Atop a mountain in Arizona, detached from the distractions of the world, there's no horseback riding, creek swimming, or lake fishing. So, no fun stuff happening. These young folks are here to lean into conversations most people try to stay away from. Conversations around race, diversity, and privilege. I have a question, and I don't want to sound racist, but why would a white person want to attend this camp? 
It's like a week or two of people just telling you how awful your ancestors are and how your privilege is ruining their lives. Also, do white people get to participate at all? Or are they just pretty much listening the whole time? Because I've noticed a lot of times when uh, when race comes up, black people who feel marginalized uh, want to explain to, to white people. They want to do uh, the talking, and, and white people aren't really supposed to talk back, have a conversation, because it's supposed to be like a listening thing. And again, that's fine. I think white people need to learn this stuff. But uh, wow, they are rather held captive, right? (laughs) They're in the middle of nowhere on a ranch or something, stuck there for a week. It just doesn't sound fun. Here in Arizona, campers pay up to $500 to spend the week talking about these controversial issues. Someone in the comments said, uh, if you're spending $500 to go to camp, you yourself have some privilege. I got a hold of this camp's itinerary. Let's see what the kids are doing. Uh, Monday morning activities. Get fit with our first AM class called White Genocide. Learn about all of the cultures whites have decimated while jazzercising to traditional Afrocentric music. That sounds kind of fun. Uh, In the afternoon, it's the 5K crawl. Put yourself in a poor crippled body, unable to afford a wheelchair, Many cripples are faced, I don't think you're supposed to call them cripples, differently abled, are forced on their hands and knees. Now you'll feel what it's like in this race. Crawl your way to the finish line to be named number one ableist piece of shit of the day. Finally, before lights out on Monday night, it's time to play Spot the Black. This is where we watch a friend's television show marathon and no one's allowed to go to sleep until they spot a person of color. It's going to be a long night. Don't expect much sleep. All right, let's see what else goes on at this camp. How many of you have ever been in a situation where you were with someone saying something like racist, homophobic, just something hateful? It's a trap. Don't answer him. He's going to cancel you. And you were like frozen in that moment and had no idea what to do. Well, let's talk to some of the kids and find out why they are there. Seriously, it's summer. Why are you choosing to do this to yourself? I think at first I just signed up because I thought it was going to be like leadership. And with that, like I want to go into business. So I thought that'd be good for me. Wow, I bet you you were disappointed when you got here. Actually, my Spanish teacher told me it was like this leadership camp and I could come here to get 50 service hours, which was like my main reason. Oh, so you you came here for the service hours. Yeah. Well, I'm here mostly because of my mother who had signed me up for this camp. Okay, So none of the kids really want to be there. That's what I'm getting out of this. And I accepted that decision, and now I'm here. My mom. And she uh, she told me, but like like a couple of nights before, and I didn't want to come, but she packed my bag for me, so. Wow, his mom blindsided him, gave him like two days notice. You are going to this camp. And it should be noted that all of these kids are like, you know, different. There was a white kid, an Asian girl, uh, a, a black boy. That racist? I don't even know what I'm allowed to say anymore. I just know when it comes out of my mouth, it sounds racist. Hey, black boy, I think I need to go to this leadership camp. At the end, all of the campers get to put on a little presentation. It's kind of like a talent show. One of the Asian people uh, teaches them how to say who farted in Vietnamese. That's kind of fun. 
Oh. Oh, here's a Native American guy. Not a big fan of Thanksgiving. Okay, understandable. He doesn't like Thanksgiving. What you were taught for Thanksgiving is an absolute lie. It was a massacre. Well, his talent is bumming us all out. I think you get the idea of what's going on at this uh, anti-racist leadership camp. Don't don't make your kids go to it. I don't care what ethnicity you are, what sexual orientation. Your kids don't want to do this. You heard them say it themselves. They were forced into this situation. Poor children. All right, uh, let's move on. Here's a bit of a palate cleanser for you. Our good friend William Moranchi or Morancy. We're such good friends, I can't even pronounce his last name. He's that guy that makes those amazing and interesting mashups. Uh, today, I've got... Oh, uh, yes, Bohemian Rhapsody. With a twist. Never made it as a wise man. Oh, hell no. That's Chad Kroger from Nickelback. And this is William's mashup called Nickelback. Chad City. I couldn't cut it as a poor man stealing. Tired of living like a blind man. I'm sick of sight without a sense of feeling. And this is how you remind me of what I really am. This is how you remind me of what I really am. Look at this photograph. <laughs> Fuck you. (laughs) I love that guy. Let me fast forward because there's so many different changes in the music with Bohemian Rhapsody. I got to hear how this thing ends. I'm going to put a link on the show notes today so you can listen to all five minutes. It's quite a journey. Oh, here, yeah. Is the end. I think it's going to be about photographs. Got to end it with uh, the line about what's on Joey's head. Every time I do, it makes me. Missed opportunity. All right, a couple more quick things before we get into the news. Got to say thanks to DV listener Tyler Soros Rex. He sent in a BDSM, I guess, a ball busting video. Uh, let's take a listen here. Got a woman. Slapping a man's tiny little dicklet with a wooden spoon. Three. That's how things get started. Four. So again, uh, that's just to start things out. The next thing she does is she grabs what looks like a, a tiny string of anal beads, but they're not going up the butt. They're going down the dick hole. And uh, he feels that. Oh, oh. What's 
worse, uh, them going in or being pulled out? I think the yanking out is going to be worse. Oh, oh, she does with that. Oh, oh, oh. It does get worse than this. This is not even the reason why I'm playing the clip, but okay, she's, it looks like she's starting to pull out. She's just fucking the dickhole with the beads. He actually handles that pretty well. Where could she possibly go next with this guy? Oh. Do you know what I'm doing now? She's got a tube of something. Do you want to? I'm super gluing it in. Yes. So, oh, my God. Uh, so the... Uh, <laughs> the dickhole anal beads are still in him. They're kind of like uh, halfway in. The rest is obviously hanging out of his dickhole. She is taking super glue and sealing up the sounding rod. She's slathering on the super glue all around his dickhole, right where the, the beads are at. The urethra is closed for business. I'm super gluing your foreskin to it. Oh. One more reason to have your child circumcised. You're all done. You did real good. She just asked him, do you want me to do the foot now? I think that's just basically where she uh, plays with his dick, with her feet. Steps on his balls and stuff. What I would do, though, now that his cock hole is sealed, I would make him drink lots of water. I would play ocean sounds, maybe storms, you know, really get him to have to pee. By the way, devoted listeners of Distorted View Daily might actually remember this man. We featured him not too long ago. He created quite the Rube Goldberg machine in his bathroom. He tied a rope around his balls, right? And then the rope went up over his shower head. And then connected to the other end of the rope was a, uh, a huge water bottle that could be filled up with gallons and gallons of water. So that was just like dangling over the shower head. He's on the floor with the with his you know balls hooked up to the, the rope. Then the shower head was in the bottle and the shower was turned on. So the bottle was being filled with water. And of course, that starts pulling on his ball, you know, dick and, and nuts and had him pushed up right against the, the shower door. He couldn't free himself. It was quite the scene, man. Oh. Oh. Oh, it's super glued to your balls, too, a little. Oh. Got that super glue all over the place. You're a, a messy mistress. Oh. Mm. There we go. Mm. Oh, God. Can you pull the sound out? Oh God, that's gonna hurt. That's gotta hurt, right? Because it's still it's, it's still super glued. Oh, oh, oh! I'm ripping skin. Oh, ah! oh! Ah! Why am I screaming more than him? Oh, I think oh. there's like a piece of skin attached to that thing. Thank you, miss. <laughs> All right, that's enough. Finally, now, before we get into the news, as if all of that wasn't disturbing enough, I ran across a, a very short story. If it 
were a little bit longer, I would probably make it a Sextastic Tuesday story. But uh, because it's rather short, I thought I would read it to you right now. This was found on the website fanfiction.net, and it's entitled, Away We Go. It's Sextastic. You may be asking me uh, at this moment, uh, well, if it's uh, a story from fanfiction.net, is it uh, a piece of fanfiction? Yes, it is. It's based on one of the most successful movies of all time, Titanic. Let's begin. Rose was a girl who always knew exactly what she wanted. When she saw the beautiful man peacefully drawing near the third class entrance, she knew she needed his medicine. There was no time to wait. Without even introducing herself, the redhead sexily strutted over to Jack Dawson and threw off her bra, shoving her massive tits in his face as milk spewed out of them into his mouth. That's uh, not typically how breasts work. Story was probably written by like a 14-year-old boy. All horned up. Uh, Jack looked up, extremely surprised, but happy. He swished the milk around in his mouth and noticed how it tasted very similar to his best friend Fabrizio's delicious cum. The redhead looked into Jack's eyes, bitter lip, and whispered, Boy, you know you need to give me that dick. Want to hit it from the back? Because I'm thick. It's not how they talked back in Titanic days. You didn't say things like, uh, give me that dick, I'm thick. You're on the Titanic, you say things like, that glacier's getting awful close. Stuff like that. All right, uh, before Jack could even say hello or any sort of response whatsoever, Rose began removing her stockings and underwear, tossing them to the side, causing them to fall in a nearby passenger's face, who screamed, why does it suddenly smell like fish up in here? The rest of the passengers began to notice this, too, as their noses began to scrunch up in agony. That sounds about right for Titanic days. People probably didn't uh, bathe as often. Rose, however, couldn't care less and began throwing it back in front of her man, shaking her jiggly cheeks and causing her fishy cum to spray out of her STD-ridden pussy. Okay, well, now I'm like 80% sure a Distorted View listener wrote this story. Jack jumped up from his seat and immediately fell to the ground to lick up all that cum in delight. Aw, oh, yeah, you know you need to come give me that dick. It's like Rose's catchphrase or something. She yanked Jack's pants and tidy whities down and began hammering on his massive cock in delight. Cum and other bodily fluids flooded the ship that would soon cause its demise. Oh, see, it wasn't a glacier after all. Passengers began to drown and get trapped in Rose's fishy cum. However, their days would soon be saved. With a sudden flash of light from the sky, George Lopez and Dr. Phil came crashing down from the sky, looking confused and exhausted. We're all looking confused right about now. <laughs> looking confused and exhausted. Well, looks like we're in quite a sticky situation here, Dr. Phil began. Yeah, something does smell pretty fishy, George replied, but I can fix it. Jack's cock was turning pruny from being inside Rose's hole for so long, so he pulled out and said, yeah, I'm done with this bitch. George and Dr. Phil smiled, and with a bang, George Lopez whipped out his tiny cock and began spraying his magic nut throughout the entire ship. Passengers became unstuck, the sky turned blue again, and most importantly, Jack and Rose were both gone and turned into fat, greasy dumps, sitting in Dr. Phil's colon, ready to be squeezed out. The end. What an entirely stupid waste of time that story was. 
one could probably say that about uh, everything we feature here on the podcast, but still, this was really vile and uh, extra dumb. Uh, and with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre, twisted, I fucked up news right now. a member of the Distorted View Sideshow, please consider signing up, becoming a true and honorable freak. Why? Well, you gain access to the entire archive of programs, well over 4,000 shows, every single episode of DV since we started this thing back in December of 2004. More importantly, every week I do new Sideshow exclusive programs. Yesterday was a Sideshow exclusive podcast, and then earlier in the week on Tuesday, we did a Sideshow exclusive one as well. Uh, you can grab all those shows, everything in the archives, when you sign up, superfreaksideshow.com. Uh, memberships are very inexpensive, only $6.99 a month, even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. Don't forget, all major credit cards and PayPal accepted. The Sideshow, specifically my Sideshow members, are the reason this show continues. So thank you so much to all you guys supporting this nonsense. Uh, there are other ways to support DV. We've got a Patreon account, patreon.com slash distortedview. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. Every little bit helps. If you pledge $5, you get access to a special voicemail line. There's like perks like that. Check it out, uh, patreon.com slash distortedview. Thank you to all of my patrons as well. You and my sideshow freaks are uh, just the best. Thank you. All right, three very quick stories now. First up, remember the other day, uh, it was a real pedo-heavy episode. Thankfully, it's not a repeat of that. However, I've got three news stories, and I'm pretty sure in each one, there's there's a murder. So it's a, a death-heavy episode of DV. First story we have for you today comes from Florida. You guys know what to do. Say it with me. Florida is the most Yes, a 21-year-old woman was accidentally shot and killed Wednesday by her toddler. First of all, bad mom letting her kid handle a gun around the house. You take your newborn to the shooting range like a sane person. Also, this girl was too young to have a kid. 21, you know, she's a young woman herself. I kind of think she put the gun in the baby's hand, you know, for a cool Instagram photo or something. Maybe a little funny TikTok video. Who knows? Actually, she was on a work video call, so she was shot on Zoom. Well, it sure as hell made that boring-ass work meeting a little more interesting. One of the participants of the woman's Zoom call dialed 911 after hearing a noise and then seeing the co-worker fall backwards. Jesus Christ. Altamont Springs police responded to the apartment on Spanish Terrace Drive on Wednesday at around 11 a.m. Shamea Lynn was found by paramedics and police with a fatal gunshot wound to the head. Wow, nice shot. Sounds like that baby may have gone to the shooting range before. It knew what it was doing. Headshot. First responders did their best to render aid, but it was too late. Investigators later determined Lynn was shot by a toddler who found a loaded handgun in the apartment. Police confirmed the woman was the mother of the child and another toddler was home at the time of the shooting. The firearm belonged to the children's father. 
The shooting investigation is ongoing. Police are working with the state attorney's office to determine if the owner of the firearm will face any possible charges. What about the toddler? I mean, what age are we talking here? Zero to, I don't know, 18 months? That I could understand. Uh, you know, a judge saying, look, you're a baby. You know not what you do. But anything over 24 months, I mean, come on. Kids should know not to point a gun at their mother. What's one of the big complaints you always hear about the uh, entertainment industry? They're all pedophiles. No, not that. I can't help it. I got to bring pedophilia into everything. No, the big complaint is there's too much violence. Too much violence on television and in movies. Everyone's getting shot up. You can't show sex scenes, but gun violence is totally okay. Every toddler knows how to use a gun by the age of two. It's part of being American. That's what's so great about the United States of America. We're a bunch of gun nuts and we start the kids off young. So I'm sorry, this kid bears some responsibility. He knew what he was doing. He's probably just pissed off. That bitch didn't give me goldfish crackers. These look like goldfish to you? No! They're square cheese nips. A totally different thing. Bitch had it coming to her. Second story we have for you today. A California surfing school owner was charged Wednesday with, you guessed it, killing something. Uh, in this story, uh, he killed his uh, two young children. Oh, two with a spear gun. Creative. He did it in Mexico where I th- it may be legal to kill your kids down there. I don't know. Because he believed they would become monsters. Like literal slithering seven-eyed monsters or something. Matthew Taylor Coleman, 40, of Santa Barbara, is facing a federal charge of the foreign murder of U.S. nationals, the U.S. Attorney's Office said in a statement. Coleman confessed to the FBI during an interview that he took his two-year-old son and 10-month-old daughter to Mexico, where he shot them with a spear fishing gun, shot them right in their chests, according to an affidavit filed by an FBI agent with the criminal complaint. Was that like the sole purpose of this Mexico trip? Because uh, it's obviously not how he sold it to his children. Yeah, we'll go down to Mexico, we'll have a picnic, and then I'll spear you right through the heart. Do you ever wonder how they harpoon whales? I'll show you. All right, Coleman said he believed his children were going to grow into monsters, so he had to kill them. But did you have to do it right now? I know, like, if even if I was, like, psychotic and I was like, my kids are going to grow up to be Babadooks or whatever. I would, uh, you know, I I still love my kids and I would try to like find a way to uh, make sure they don't turn into monsters. Maybe there's a potion, a witch I could visit. I don't know. Kind of just sounds like he didn't want kids and he like just came up with this crazy idea. Yeah, I I thought my kids would turn into monsters or something. Sounds like he was just sick of taking care of them. A farm worker found the children's bodies on Monday at a ranch near Baja, California. Where's the mother at in all of this? Children need their mother. Oh, she was speared years ago. Her head is on the wall of their house, probably. Uh, Coleman and their children had checked into the hotel on Saturday, but video footage showed them leaving before dawn on Monday for their, let's call it a hunting trip. Little did the children know, though, they were the ones being hunted. The man returned alone later that morning and then left the hotel for good. An iPhone finding application placed Coleman at the scene of the crime, at least his phone. Coleman was detained at a border checkpoint where, during an interview with an FBI agent, 
he explained that he was enlightened by guess who? Guess who enlightened him? Or more accurately, poisoned his mind. QAnon! QAnon and Illuminati. Uh, yes, he was enlightened by QAnon and Illuminati conspiracy theories and was receiving visions and signs revealing that his wife, AC, possessed serpent DNA. Sure. And had passed it on to his children. So she was a monster bitch. And now his children are part monster bitch. He's accused of dumping the children's bodies in a ditch. The Los Angeles CBS affiliate said Coleman's wife reported to Santa Barbara police on Saturday that the family was getting ready to go camping when her husband suddenly took off with the children in the family's van. You know what? It's better that you didn't go with them. She said she didn't know where they were going and he hadn't answered uh, her text messages. Well, yeah. Why would he tell a serpent bitch where he was going? You're the problem. You're the reason he had to kill the kids. Coleman's wife said she didn't believe the children were in any danger. Wow. So no motherly intuition there. Uh, she hadn't had any problems with Coleman and they didn't have any sort of argument before he left. He just straight up snapped. That's the power of QAnon. Ting. I would like to remind you, uh, especially my uh, foreign listeners, that we've got a bunch of uh, QAnon believers that are in the government working for us in Congress. They are representing us, so we're doing real well here. CBS LA says Coleman told the FBI agents that he put his daughter <laughs> he put his daughter in a box for the ride to Mexico because he didn't have a car seat. Okay. Coleman is the founder of the Love Water Surfing School in Santa Barbara. So a little plug for that. If you're looking to learn how to surf, check out Love Water. The family's neighbors in Santa Barbara said they're shocked and that Coleman seemed like a good family man. One said he's shocked and stunned. He called it immensely tragic. No. Thank you for the generic statements. Final story we have for you today. That basically translates to one more murder to get to today. They both said I do after he said I didn't do it. What? An Ohio woman, fucking Ohio, married a man convicted of killing her half-brother in the 1980s. The couple exchanged vows while he was on house arrest, awaiting a retrial. Crystal Stra- Okay, so hold on a second. This guy probably murdered a dude, and now that dude's sister is marrying the murderer. Okay. The first time I had feelings for him, it's probably when I saw his mugshot. I like a strong man. And what's stronger than killing another man? All right. Uh, Crystal Strauss and John uh, Tejan began their strange courtship when she wrote him a letter saying she forgave him for killing Brian McGarry in 1987. And I wrote her a letter back and I said, I didn't do it. Take a look at this stuff. Tejan, now 57, said, I believe in God, too. So, you know, I can't be a murderer. I added that last part. I believe in God, too, and I know things about it, but I didn't do it. Is it just me, or uh, does the part where he says, uh, I know things about it, seem a little suspect? Tyjin got out of prison on July 22nd after he was granted a new trial based on a slew of images and missing police reports. Maybe he didn't kill the guy. It's no given that he'll be found not guilty the second time around, though. We'll get through this, Strauss said. It's going to be a challenge. There's no doubt about it. 
The Cuyahoga County Prosecutor's Office thinks it still has a solid case, telling News 5 it has evidence that Tygen asked a friend to dispose of the gun that killed McGarry. On the flip side, Tygen's attorneys have argued that uh, evidence points to McGarry having committed suicide. McGarry, who was Tygen's roommate, was found dead in their apartment with a stab wound and a fatal gunshot wound to the head. So they think that's suicide? Man tried to first stab himself to death and then realized, oh, this is dumb. I have a gun. I forgot I have a gun. I'll just shoot myself in the head. It'll be way faster. It sounds like a suicidal person to me. After intense interrogation, Taijin signed a statement that said he shot his roommate in self-defense. By the way, the news story says roomie. He shot his roomie in self-defense. I think when we're talking about murder, the news shouldn't use cute words like roomie. Just use the full the full thing. All right, uh, Taijin popped the question to Strauss on the phone on New Year's 2020 when they weren't sure if he would ever get out of prison. It's, um... It's definitely not a fairy tale, Kendall Coral said of the romance, but it's so genuine. Who the fuck is Kendall Coral? This happens occasionally, and I, I think it has something to do with the editing process of news stories. Like sometimes at the very end, there will be a name that doesn't appear anywhere else in the fucking news story. And you're like, what? Who? What, who's this? I, I did a search for Kendall Coral on Google and, uh, She's a criminal defense lawyer, so I guess that kind of makes sense. But again, she her name was not anywhere else in that story, right? All right, uh, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Friday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. All right, we all made it through another week together, which is awesome. I'd love to hear from you guys. 206-666-4463. That's the voicemail line. But there are many other ways to contact me. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media. I mean, you can't really contact me on Facebook right now. Well, maybe by maybe by the time that you're listening to this, I'll be out of uh, uh, Facebook jail. But yeah, you can find all of my social stuff over there at distortedview.com and links to the Discord. That's kind of like uh, the, the giant chat room where all the freaks are hanging out. Uh, click on the Discord in the main navigation bar. Use that as your invite in. All right, let's check in with a few freaks here. Timmy, 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 Timmy. So, um, I noticed there's been a lot of pedophilia-filled DV. Um, yeah. I thought it was last week. I thought maybe there's a sharp week. It's going to be pedophilia week on <laughs> DV. Yeah. Um, you've kind of gone soft with the granny porn. Um, yeah. Oh, you want more granny porn? I can look that up for you. That, that, that. Here's a problem with the granny porn I've noticed, and this has always sort of been a problem. The real, I like the granny porn. If you're going to do granny porn, I want real old women, 80s, 90s, right? A lot of these porn studios will get like uh, 50-year-old broads, and they, or, you know, like late 40s, and they try to make them look older. That, that is not interesting to me. The other thing is, a lot of times when you uh, search for granny porn, you get a lot of Eastern European shit. You know, I need English speakers. That kind of stuff, but I, I'm always impressed, and this is what keeps me listening. You fucking surprise me with the fucking people you you put on your show. Like peekaboo pedophilia. Oh, like, just when I think 
the most annoying, the most asshole. Like, when you first started featuring Mead, I would fast forward that shit. I mean, I know we'll make fun of him, but I just thought he was an asshole. So, yeah, it was fun to make fun of, and that was only in the beginning, but like, that Galileo motherfucker. What the fuck? And then these incels talking shit about women. Oh, wow. Do you find these people on Paula or something? Are, are they all hanging around in the white ring like pedophiles too? <laughs> They're with the Christians and the fucking... That's weird, man. Thank you. That is very, very valuable. You're thanking me for bringing uh, pedophiles into your life. Information. I fucking learned that Alice yeah. Day is... I uh, guess uh, National Pedophile Week all learned oh, yeah. from TV Pedo yeah. Week. Happy Alice Day. It's in April. Pedo Month. We'll have to celebrate that next year. It's a hot August. Fuck. Man, it is fucking, uh, it's horrible here. So hot and sticky. All right, uh, next up here. Hey, Tim, Pat Lady here. Um, I'm going to give you some advice on how to get more clonopin. I am on... <laughs> Two and a half milligrams of it a day, and I have been for uh, like nine years now. Um, they started giving it to me because I have I actually have panic disorder, and I get panic attacks um, almost every night. Um, and I also have uh, tinnitus, which also has I don't know, it's it's fucking stupid. So what they gave you, the um, what your doctor gave you is more than likely called uh, hydroxyzine. Like that'll be the generic name of it. I don't remember the brand. Uh, so they probably give you hydroxyzine. Um, I have taken that and I hate it. So if you want, oh, you right. should tell your doctor that you tried it for a couple nights or a couple days. And it made you feel too warm, like your body heated up, and for whatever reason. Yeah, I talked about this on on yesterday's sideshow exclusive program. I've been to the uh, the doctors lately. I did my like yearly physical, which was a whole ordeal, and I got my eyes checked. Not by the same person. It was you know I went to a legit eye doctor. Uh, but uh, one of the things the doctors gave me for my anxiety that I was having is not like actual anxiety medicine. They gave me some sort of fucking allergy medicine because they don't want to they don't want to prescribe anything good for me. Oh, I need to get one of those doctors who will just like uh, I tell them what I want and they're just like, OK, how do you get one of those doctors? You know, the unethical ones. That's what I'm looking for. Honestly, though, like Love Lady Cat Lady, you have like real issues. My whatever the hell is going on is not like real anxiety. I mean, not like panic attacks. It's just like this weird thing that happens occasionally. And luckily, it hasn't happened uh, in a while. So I haven't needed to take this allergy slash anxiety pill. I'll give it a shot. I, you know, if it works, great. But I, I, it just seems weird to me. <laughs> Yo, Tim. This is Yo, Eddie. Hi, Yo, Eddie. I've been a huge fan of the Snow Plow Shall by Brad Carter for a long time, and he's always recommending us to listen to your podcast, and I finally got around to it, and man, I've listened to probably like 30, 40 shows in the last few days. I wasn't sure where that voicemail was going, you know? Yeah, Brad recommended your show, but it's a piece of shit. Great show. I really enjoy it. Thank you. New fan, even though I work in a church even. So keep up the oh. good work. And, Is there any way that you can sort of pipe distorted view in and, right, uh, to the loudspeaker? 
Wish I would have listened to Brad a little sooner. That's okay. We got all, you know, tons of archives for you to listen to. I think there's like 300 uh, shows on the feed. We got you covered, baby. When you run out of shows to listen to, you know what you do? You sign up for the sideshow. That's how I get them. That's how I reel these suckers in. Glad to have you on board, though. Congratulations. You're a, you're, you're a freak now. Hey, Timmy. This is Dave, sideshow member, Patreon. Hi, Dave. Florida. Ooh. I have a theory, and I feel like you're the only one. Okay. Who Lay it on me. Really appreciate it, but I think Meat Skellington. No, it's Meat Skelton. I think his real name is Medium Skellington. What? Why is that a theory? That's all. Oh, you think like Meat Meat is short for Medium? <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. But I will ask Meat that next time I talk to him. Is Meat short for something? Maybe mediocre. Uh, all right. Thank you very much for all the voicemails. Keep them coming. All the time we have on this edition of the show. Want you guys to email me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you. 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God. Is it? Oh, God. I'm super gluing your foreskin to it. Oh. Spread the distortion STD. Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize podcasts. Guys, thank you so much for a great week of programs. I'll be back on Monday to do it all over again. Until then, great weekend. Bye, everybody. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scribe Media Group. Learn more at scribe.net.